look, I'm pretty fired up today, so y'all got to meet me in the middle, all right? L- listen, this morning, um, man, it's not going to be fireworks. I just want to give you guys some, uh, some real practical thoughts that I personally believe uh, could dramatically change your life, okay? And I think it's, you know, there's things... There's things in our lives that obviously we know we got to pray. We know we got to get in the Word. We know we need private worship, right? We don't wait to come to church for any of those things. We need to have our own personal walk with God. Uh, but today what I want to talk to you about I think is, is, is not as important, but it's pretty close to those things. And I just believe today that, man, that, that if you grab a hold of what we're talking about, man, that, that it could help your marriage. I believe it could help your parenting skills. I believe it could help your friendships. I believe it can help you at work. I believe in most of all it can help in your relationship with God. So maybe let me ask you this before. Before we pray, is there anybody that would like to see growth in any of those areas? Man, I can wiggle every toe and every finger on those things. Amen. So let's pray and we will dive in. Father, I thank you for your people today. Lord, I thank you for that. Uh, God, they just love you. I thank you that they're hungry. God, that they uh, want to fulfill your will, that they want to do their absolute best to honor you in their lives. And uh, Lord, I thank you today, God, that you've made us worshipers. God, you've made us people uh, that are hungry for your word. You've made us people of prayer. And Lord, today, I just ask, God, as we talk about this peace, God, that you would just add uh, another peace to our life. God, not only personally, but God, also as a community of believers here in this church. And so, Lord, we just give you permission to come and just... Uh, uh, rearrange our heart and even rearrange our thinking. Father, we give you permission today just to uh, just to bring life change uh, because, God, that's, that's really what happens when we encounter you. We change, not you. And so, Lord, thank you for coming and just sitting on us today, God, with your power and your presence. Thank you for the anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, a little over six years ago, uh, Jen and I attended this uh, New Year's conference, and it was it was one of those deals that's uh, you know kind of a, a Thursday through Saturday, three kind of you know three day kind of deal, and. Um, we were invited by a friend to go, and I said, yeah, man, we'll come hang out. And, and uh, the truth is, is, yeah, we were going to conference, but, man, uh, we just wanted some time alone away from the kids. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right? And it was kind of one of those things that, uh, yeah, we're going to church, but, man, you know, it's kind of like if we get refreshed, man, that's a bonus, right? But we just want some quality time. Well, anyways, uh, as with most conferences, there were some well-known speakers that I was pr- really, really pumped uh, to hear. One in particular uh, absolutely enjoyed that that conference but th- then there was those uh people that were lined up to speak that you really don't know who they are you got no clue who they are right they're just fill-ins you know what i'm saying it's like they, they don't mean this bad but but uh they didn't even make the the marketing poster you know that kind of pushed the conference right y- y'all know what i'm talking about anyway so uh friday afternoon uh we ended up in one of those sessions where where once again i'm like i have no clue who this guy is and i'm gonna be honest with you today i wasn't really enjoying it right and anybody ever been there in church not in this church, but in church, right? <laughs> I felt like that in this church. Just sorry. Right. So he was. So so listen. Um, you know, I'm sitting there, and and uh, you know how your mind starts to wonder in those moments, right? And, I, and I'm just beginning to talk to myself. I'm like, self, you're so dumb. You, you know, man, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Uh, you know, take your wife, go out for the afternoon, have some fun. What, why did you have to drag her to church like you always do on vacation? I, I don't know why. That's just me. I. I don't even know why. Sometimes I don't even like church, and sometimes I love it, but when we go on vacation, we're going to church, church, right? I don't know, it's kind of programmed in there, church. So anyways, so uh, I'm sitting here thinking all this stuff in La La Land, and, and uh, this guy that I still don't know his name, honestly, I don't know his name, no disrespect, uh, but he started sharing a verse, and then it was a verse that was mixed with a prophetic word, and that's when God began to get my attention. Anybody ever been there? Here's the verse that he shared, and, and uh, he shared this verse in Acts 19, 1 through 6. It says this, 
It says, then it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. It says that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. Somebody say Ephesus. It says, in finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? This message is not about the Holy Ghost, so don't get nervous on me, all right? So it says, so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Somebody say, John. Says then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Says when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. And he went into the, and he, or supposed to say they, I think, supposed to say they, went into the synagogue, that's my typing, uh, and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning, persuading, concerning the things of the kingdom of God. So he basically talked about that verse, and here was the gist of the prophetic word. He said this, he said that he believed that there was people there that were about to experience a relational shift in their life. And basically he was saying that just as these 12 men from Ephesus uh, went to, from having relationship with John the Baptist, having relationship with Jesus Christ, and how that relational shift launched him into a greater revelation and to a greater destiny that was going to happen for some of those people there. Meaning this, that your relationships uh, that you've had weren't bad, but God was about to bring some new ones, and those new ones were going to launch you into, once again, a, a different level, uh, a greater measure of revelation, greater measure of destiny. It's a pretty good word, yeah? So, listen, while he was speaking, and you've probably been there before, while he was talking, man, my spirit woke up. It was like, man, everything in me said, man, that's for us. And, and, and when he was talking and going through that, uh, God dropped the name of two couples into my heart. Just fell in my heart. What was wild is we didn't have relationship with them. Like, Jen and I did not have a relationship with those, with those two couples. And, in fact, if I'm honest with you, there was one couple that I didn't want to have a relationship with. Anybody ever been there? Come on, don't act like you hadn't now. Come on. <laughs> The reason is, is because I was their kids' youth pastors and uh, youth pastor, and I had enough dealings with them uh, that I wasn't that impressed. Uh, they were too worldly for me. But what I didn't know is in the time period that God had been getting in their junk and totally messing with them, and they weren't who I once thought they were any longer. Amen. So, anyways, so uh, when we got back in the car, we drive at the hotel. I told Jen, "Hey, look, Jen, I think that word was for us." And and God dropped some name in my heart, and she said this. She said, "Well, who are they?" I said, "I'm not going to tell you." I said, why don't you see if God will tell you so he'll confirm it? Not too bad, right? I just have this crazy fact that if we're one, then God has the ability to speak to both of us. And so we both know, hey, man, this is from him, right? So my wife, being an awesome lady she is, she paused for a minute, and then she threw out two, uh, two names, or four names, really, of two couples, and it was right on the money, exactly who God spoke to me. Pretty good day, right? So watch this. So we didn't really talk any more about it. We just... Drove back to the hotel. When we came back into town, we didn't do anything different. We didn't say anything to them. We didn't go out of our way to let them know what God said, right? But listen, then a few weeks, a few weeks later, uh, I showed up to teach a college class, and I looked, and right there in the middle was the wife of one of those, uh, one of those couples. 
And basically, it just snowballed. A few weeks later, we were sitting in their home, uh, eating dinner with them, and that word that God spoke to us uh, began to unfold just as he said it would. And, and here's what, what I want you to see. Th- those two relationships, completely different from one another. I mean, the two couples are night and day from each other, but God used them to drastically change our lives. You know, if I can say this, you know, it did exactly what the word said. It launched us into a greater measure of revelation and to a, uh, basically a greater level of our destiny. Those are good relationships, yes? So, listen, here's um, the point that I want to make today. Is now being removed from, uh, from years of the fulfillment of that word. Uh, I'm going to tell you the number one reason that, that those relationships impacted our lives. And what's so funny is, is, uh, we never used the word. We never, we never asked for it to happen. We didn't go and say, hey, can you do this? Can you be this? Uh, we just got to know each other, got to know each other's hearts. And, uh, you, you know, and as in all relationships, everybody hear this, please. There was difficult moments in it. If you're going to have a relationship that's genuine and authentic, you're going to have spots where it's difficult. Yes, and that's where you got to love them enough to press through those moments and just know people's heart, know people's intentions. So these weren't uh, always easy, uh, you, you know, pie in the sky, uh, you know, cotton candy relationships. Are y'all following me today? And, and so, but but after all these years, here's what I learned. Here's why it changes so much is because those couples brought accountability into our lives. They brought accountability. Can we say that without fear? Can we say accountability? accountability. <laughs> Listen, these guys brought um, accountability in the way that the other couple couldn't. Are you following me? In other words, one couple had the ability uh, to really be good at certain things, and the other couple had the ability to be good at certain things too. But, but here's what happened. Both of those couples were willing to get in the weeds of our lives. We need people like that, Yes. Listen, they both got us out of our comfort zones. They both saw our weaknesses and still loved us. Uh, they both uh, equally challenged us and equally encouraged us. And, and I guess all I'm really saying is, is man, is that, that these people went about it uh, completely different, but only in the wisdom of God, they complemented each other perfectly. God really knows what he's doing, doesn't he? So, like, I'll give you an example. One of the guys there wasn't the most spiritual fellow, but, man, he sure didn't know how to love his wife. And I sit there and I watch that. Change me. Are y'all following me today? Yes? I want to say this to you, kind of transition here. Even though I am 100% convinced that one of the key ingredients of a healthy believer's life is accountability, and I'll say it this way, even though I'm 100% convinced that one of the key ingredients of a healthy community of believers is accountability, I'm really hesitant to talk about it. And the reason I'm real hesitant to talk about is this, is because most of the time when the subject of accountability comes up, Christians roll their eyes and, and they just kind of uh, tune out. Not right? Church. Not this church. Anyway, so, all right. I love you, babe. But unfortunately, most Christians don't put a great emphasis on their need uh, to basically have someone that they are personally accountable to. Is that all right to tell you all that? It's like we blow it off like it's irrelevant to us. And if I could just maybe say it this way, it's like, it's like uh, people think, we of all people, man, we don't need accountability. What a joke. But I have a question for you today, all right? The question is simply this, is where else are we not being held accountable in our lives? Don't get quiet on me, church. Listen, every time we wake up, every time we flip a light switch on, crank up our vehicle, go to work, go to school, uh, receive a paycheck, we are being held accountable by somebody. Is that true? 
Listen, we're accountable, if we like it or not, to our parents, to our spouses, to our teachers, to our bosses, our employees, police officers. I was accountable to one about three weeks ago. And uh, li- listen, the good old Uncle Sam, you got to love the government, right? We're accountable. To them, and we're even accountable, if we like it or not. I mean, we're accountable to, to the power company, right? Every time we do that, we're accountable to pay. Somebody say, show me the money. That is a Bible verse, by the way. Jesus said it. All right, it is. It's in the Amplified Bible. Anyway, so, but for some odd reason, look at this, we're accountable in all those areas. But then when we come to church and someone suggests to us that we need to have a relationship that we're accountable to in our lives or relationships, then all of a sudden, guess what? We get weirded out and we throw up the wall. Is that not true? It's like, they, how dare they tell me that I need someone to be accountable to? Don't they know that my walk with God is private? Gang, listen to me. If you get nothing out of today, get this. Christianity is a team sport. Okay? There is no, listen, we are part of a body. Uh, you, you, you know, it's, uh, li- listen, you're, you're not some pinky toe living on your own. Yep. All right? Let that pinky toe get hit. The rest of the body feels it. Amen? Listen, what I want you to see is, yes, we're accountable in all those areas, but man, family, really the most important matter is our spiritual lives, right? Is that not, if there's anywhere that we should be accountable in the world, it's here. Don't get quiet on me. Listen, can I tell you what I think is so head-scratching about all this? And really, it's this kind of thinking that just, I don't get it personally, even though I've done it, but I don't get it, all right? It's kind of like this, is is as believers, there's not a single one of us in this room that are exempt uh, from difficulties and challenges of life. Can I get a big amen? L- listen, it appears to me that when we, when we hit a rough spot in life, because we're guaranteed we're going to hit them, that when we hit rough, spot in li- rough spots in life, we uh, tend to do three things. And I want to kind of give it to you in three groups of people, and, uh, and then we'll kind of go from there, and I'll kind of give you some thoughts and ideas. Y'all ready? All right, so we either do this. Here's what the first group does. The first group, number one, is this. They stuff it. They hit a rough spot in life, and they stuff it. And this is what we do. We don't tell a soul. We hold it in, uh, put a mask on. We live with the facade. We keep people at a distance. And then after it festers for a while, guess what? We get mad, we get bitter, and we get offended. Why? Because if people really loved us and they really cared about us, they would call to check on us by now. Listen, can I tell you, do you want to live with some false expectations or what? Can I shoot straight with you today? Good, because I'm going to. All right, here we go. You know why people don't call you and check on you? Because you've never given them permission to. Listen, people are raised in no boundaries. And I'm not going to call somebody personally that's never given me permission to ask some difficult questions in their life. Are you follow me? I'm going to tell you the other reason why people don't call you is because the last time they checked up on you, you blew up on them. Or you blew them off. Somebody say, preach, preacher. First group stuffs it. The second group does this, is they spill it. What do we do? We get on Facebook, some other social media platform, and we spill the beans, get this, in a perfectly unfiltered way. Perfectly unfiltered way. It's like we tell everybody in the entire free world, what? We, we tell them every detail, every thought, every emotion that we've had in the last 24 hours. You ever met those people? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you. Some of y'all just lied because I'm talking about your neighbor. All right, so anyways, let me give you a thought here. Um, you know what I've discovered about groups one and two? Here's what I've discovered, just being truth, is that neither one of them want to hear godly wisdom concerning their situation. Is that all right? 
Listen, there's two reasons these people do the things that they do. The first one is this, and this is the part that I have tons of mercy and tons of grace for, is because they don't know any better. They just don't, all right? They're not intentionally setting out to, you know, with some wrong motive. They just don't know better. And then the, then the second group is this, and this might sound strong, uh, but the second group that stuffs it or they spill it is because they typically like their dysfunctional pity party and they want to wallow in it. And guess what? They don't want people to mess with them in it. That's why when you try to reach out on Facebook, it's just like uh, here comes the, every defense mechanism you've ever seen. Right? So I stay away from all that stuff. It's a pothole that doesn't end. So here's what I want you to see, though. The first two groups here is the, the, the stuffers and the spillers, that both of them are wrong and both of them are unhealthy. They're not God. So here's what group three understands, okay? And here's what I hope all of us understand by the end of today. Is that surely if God knows we're going to hit rough spots in life. Y'all think he knows that? Yes. yes, he does. The Bible promises that. Then surely he has provided a healthy solution for us to process through all of those things. Yes? So listen, it's like this. I, you know, Sarah said this to me this morning. She said, Jehovah Jireh, right? The, the, basically, we know that means basically God's our provider. If you know that, say, oh, yeah. So do you think he just provides, uh, provides with us financially? No, he even provides, even provides in these areas for us. That I mean, Here's a rough spot, and I'm going to provide a way for you to process and work through all those things in a godly and a healthy way. Amen? And here's what the third group understands as they understand this, and this is a healthy, godly way, as they understand how to share it. They don't stuff it. They don't spill it. They share it. Well, what's the difference between that and the second one? Let me explain. The people who share it, they understand that God wants his children to be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So here's what they do is they share their hearts and they process things with a person God has provided for them to be accountable to. Y'all hearing that? So it goes from here, just vomiting on everybody, to something that's actually meaningful and helpful and that actually beneficial for me. Yes? Because why? Because God loves me, God cares for me, and he wants me to be healthy. And all of that, or the stuffing it, does the opposite. Right? It works against us. That's good, is it not? Listen, I, I realize one of the biggest obstacles when you come to this subject of accountability, uh, you know, one of the biggest obstacles for people to understand what it means to enter into a purposeful, a meaningful, an authentic, a genuine, uh, you, you know, a beneficial relationship. One of the things that's the biggest hindrance is this, is that people don't understand the biblical meaning of accountability. Is that all right? In other words, it's this. It's like uh, we, we've all sat in... We've all sat in churches before and heard somebody in a really boring way tell us that we need to be accountable. And it's like, man, we just, there, there's nothing in us that goes, man, I want to do that. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> so let me tell you what it's not. I'm going to tell you what it's not, and then I'm going to tell you what it is, and then we're going to have some fun, all right? At least I'm going to have some fun. We'll see if you can come and have fun with me. All right, here we go. Let me tell you what it's not, okay? Accountability is not you Nervously meeting every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m., such an ungodly hour, uh, listen, with a member of the super spiritual moral police who has had a watchful eye on you. If you can imagine you sitting in a chair with that little light on your head, right, in a dark room, L- listen, just with that guy or that gal, because all week they've been stalking you and hoping that you're going to slip up because they just want to slam you with the word of God. 
Are you following me? It's like those kind of people feel like it's their, it's their goal and their mission in life to let you know how much you felt God and how much you felt the body of Christ. So, so listen, when it comes to accountability, we're not, accountability is not putting you down constantly and it's not someone putting you under a microscope. If you can understand this today, please grab a hold of this. Now, here's three words that do not belong in accountable relationship. It's called manipulation, it's called control, and it's called fear. They do not belong. Great place to say amen. So if you're in a relationship that has those three, run, because it's not healthy. Amen? Nor is it this. Accountability is not this either. It's not you meeting randomly with some passive soul who's shaking in their muck boots because they're too afraid to tell you what they think and what they see in your life. That's not accountability either. So you can go from one end of the spectrum where somebody's just like pounding you all the way to the other person that just wants to act like you're at the YMCA and everybody gets a trophy. Right? Don't get that. I don't understand that. If you didn't win, you shouldn't get a trophy. Just saying, all right? Paul said we run to win. Amen? Win. All right, so now let me tell you what accountability is, okay? Accountability is this. Accountability is the ability and the willingness. Somebody say ability. Ability. Say willingness. It's the ability and the willingness to give an account to someone else for your actions and motives. So let me just kind of say it this way, the way I'd want to say it, is that true accountability is not forced, it's chosen. You get that? That true accountability, biblical accountability, is, once again, it's not forced down someone's throat. If someone says, hey, I want that, it's chosen. All right, so let me kind of add this one thought and we'll move here. So accountability is partially being open with what we do and why we do it, but it also encompasses a whole lot more than that. To understand that, that through accountability, you and I have the opportunity to confide, confide in someone else. That's huge. Yes? Anybody ever been there? It's like, man, I just want somebody just to hear me. Right? Now, now can, I, can I give you the difference here? Uh, so often we call someone up because we just want to vent. That's not healthy. Venting on someone doesn't bring solutions. Are you all with me? You can call, as we say in the South, mom and them. You ever heard that? Anybody ever heard mom and them? Well, I'm going to edge them and catch you right here. All right. Mom and him basically means basically your mom and your family. Mom and him. Mom and him. All right, whatever. Mom and him. Whatever. All right. I got told earlier I didn't say naked right either, so it's all right. It's all right. All right. Let me get back in focus here. So anyway, so <laughs> accountability gives you the ability to confide in someone, to give someone to listen to you and someone for you to listen to. It also gives you someone to pray with. We, all, we should all have somebody that we can go to and say, hey, man, just can you pray for me? Yeah. Amen. We, we all need someone that can nudge us in a God direction. We all need someone that can encourage us to be our best. So once again, and you're going to see through all of this, it's not the hammer. There's, there's actually a really, we're really just talking about healthy relationships. Yeah. That's what we're really talking about, okay? So let me give you... Let me give you some things that I personally have looked for with people that I'm accountable to. Here's the traits that I look for uh, in their lives, okay? Y'all ready? Ready. Thank you, Jen. Y'all ready? All right, good deal. All right, here we go. Here we go. First one, you need to find someone who is an example. What do I mean by that? You need to find someone so you can see Jesus in their lives. Let me shoot straight with you here, okay? We all got really good friends that aren't saved. I don't, I don't, I don't need someone 
uh, that's necessarily, let me, let me rephrase that. We don't need someone that is just going to hear us out and maybe give us some good man wisdom. We need somebody that can give us some godly wisdom. Okay, and the only people that can give us godly wisdom are people who walk with God. Okay, and, and it's kind of like this: that we're, when we're looking for these person, that's our example. We're looking for people. Uh, we're looking for people that should point us to Jesus with more than their words. It's easy to point point to Jesus with your words. It's a whole different story when you somebody can look at your life and go, "Man, I see him there." Amen. So that's the kind of people we're looking at. And, you know, I got a few friends through the years. I got I had a buddy named John. I got a buddy named Carl. I got a buddy named Ben. Uh, these are guys that I've done life with for years and years and years. You know, these guys, man, every time I get with them, they don't they don't have to say a word. They just got to be themselves. And I tell you what, every time I walk away uh, from a personal encounter with them, because now we live so far apart, a phone call. And, and every time we do that or FaceTime, whatever, I go away and I go, man, I want more of God. Do you have somebody in your life that makes you want to have more of God? Amen? Listen, the second thing we need, and obviously they're all up there already, but second thing is we need this. We need someone who believes in us. Man, somebody that really wants to see us grow. Somebody that wants what's best for us. And I'm learning in life this is a real thing here. Someone that's not just for me. There's a lot of people that are for me. I look for somebody that's with me. Are you following me? Let me give you a true story. I remember I was going through a tough spot and needed to hear from God. And I was talking to my buddy Ben. You know what Ben said? He said, Q, we're going to fast and pray until God speaks to you. He didn't mean, hey, you go fast and pray. He said, no, we're going to fast and pray because we're in this together. And, and, that, dude, and that dude lived, uh, you know, nine hours from me. We're going to fast and pray until God speaks to you. You know, with Carl, guess what? Man, we're going to fast for a week. Let's go. Let's go. We need Jesus. Are you all following me? We need people in our lives that believe in us and, uh, once again, that are with us. Next thing is we need people that love and care for us, not only us, but care for our family. That's huge, isn't it? Listen, we need to find someone that's trustworthy. And this is important because we've got to know they're a safe place. Yeah? We've we got to know that, that they're not going to use what they know about us against us. Are you all awake today? That they're not going to use it against us. There's something about when you, when, when you, get, a, when you get a God friend that can, can do what? That they can still uh, know your junk and not throw it in your face later. Amen? We need those people. So the next one is, man, we need to know, uh, man, can, are they going to be honest with us? Are they going to be honest? And what I mean by that is this. We need somebody in our lives that aren't going to be t- uh, afraid to tell us what we see. I don't, want, I don't want this person in my life because they have to walk on eggshells around me. Are you with me? Because they're scared of how I might respond if they tell me something that I don't want to hear. You, you know, we all, we all need friends in our life that are willing to reveal our blind spots. If you don't think you have a blind spot, you got a blind spot. All right? It's right there. You don't think you have one. So, but we all have blind spots in our life. No one's Jesus in the room. No one's perfect. No one's ascended to the third heaven. Are, are you with me? We, we are all a work in progress. And we need people to say, hey, man, look, you got that in your life. Right? Listen, that we, want, that we want people, and this, this is probably the biggest part for me on the honest piece, but there are people that aren't going to just tell us what we want to hear. Because, you know, if there are people that just tell us what we want to hear, uh, then it's not beneficial to us. Okay? It, you, you know, in other words, you don't get around the person and you go, Ben, I did, I struggled with this. And he goes, like, it's okay, man, I'm struggling with it too. <laughs> not beneficial. Are you going to follow me? There's a relationship I have with a guy as a pastor in Alabama, 
And, and when I've hit some difficult spots because of mutual relationships that we have, uh, you know, I call him and I'll go, man, here it is. Here's, here's my emotions, raw emotions. Here's how I feel. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, here's what I want to do because of what I'm thinking and feeling. And the reason I do it, and I've stressed this to him several times, the reason I am telling you this is because I know that you'll be honest back with me. As I know if I'm wrong, you're going to tell me. So you have full permission. Tell me. And sometimes he goes, nope, I understand. I get why you feel in that way. And other times he goes, nope, you're wrong, dude. Here's what you need to be thinking. We need those people. Amen? All right, the next thing is we need to find people that are challenging, not condemning. We, we need to find people that wants to make us run to Jesus, not away from him. When people are condemning, man, we, we don't want any of that, right? We run the other way. Next thing, we need somebody that's willing to encourage us. We need people that are going to see the gold in us or recognize our destiny, people that are going to call us up higher. Are you all with me today? Are you all with me today? In other words, man, it, you know, if somebody comes to me all the time and just going to point out what's bad, man, after a while, I'm going to hate to see them coming. Right? I need somebody that's going to come in and go, man... You are rocking it. That's where you're awesome. Man, God's doing something there in your life, man. You, you know, that just acknowledges, man. Man, God, God's touches on your life in that area. Man, let's step into that a little bit more. Amen? So, listen, we need to find someone that's gracious, meaning not a judgmental attitude, because but plain and simple, we all need grace because we're all going to fail. Okay? If you don't think you're going to fail, the Bible says, yo, a righteous man falls how many times? I read that one, Pastor. <laughs> all right. All right. The Bible says, uh-huh, it says that if righteous man falls seven times, he will get up. Guess what? You're going to fall. Yes? But it doesn't mean we make that as an excuse for our sin either. Give you a little balance there. Okay, we need somebody that's not timid. In other words, somebody that's willing to ask the hard questions. I'm almost done. Y'all work with me here. We need to find someone that's willing to celebrate with us. In other words, when the, when the victorious moments happen, we need somebody that's going to celebrate. It's, in other words, this. When you and I kill that Goliath in our life, we don't need King Saul in our corner sitting there being all jealous. We, we need people that go, man, guess what? I'm so proud of you, man. And, and they celebrate. Why? Because they want to see you succeed. Yes? It, you, you know, in fact, it's kind of like this. I, you know, there's people, for me personally, let me maybe say it this way before I go on. When I'm in this mindset with people, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone that's got something that I don't have. And I'm also looking for someone that's, that's been somewhere that I haven't been and I'm trying to get to. In other words, there's people in my life that I go, man, you, you know, if, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lacking. In other words, like, man, I'm an 8 in that area, but in this area, man, I'm a 3. I'm going to find somebody that's like an 8, 9, or 10 in that area that I'm a 3, and I'm going to get around them, and I'm going to start to ask questions let that stuff rub off on me so I can grow in that area. Are you following me? It's just wisdom, right? Where am I at? All right, here we go. It's uh, someone that takes their role serious. We need to find someone serious. And basically what that mean by that is, is these people need to, uh, they need to see their value and their importance in your life. In other words, they need to see that if they're not around you, it's not beneficially good for you. In other words, that, that they're good for you, right? And the next person, we need to find somebody that's willing to take the time. And I'm going to say this flat out. This is truth. If they loved us, we wouldn't have to chase them down. So part of this, when you're looking for someone, you're looking for who's already in my face. Who's already trying to come through the door? Not somebody that goes, hey, remember me? Right? Last one here. Second to last. Someone's willing to take the time. Oh, I already said that, didn't I? Did I say that? I'm glad you're listening. It was a test. 
Not really. The last one here, and this doesn't offend someone, but we need to find someone that's not our, if this, if we're married, we need to find someone that's not our spouse. Here's why I say this, because most of the time what we need help with is our spouse. <laughs> preach it, preach it, all right? It's, the, listen, I, I just, man, in life, man, guys need guys. We need guys, man. You, you, you know, if, if you're a lady in here and you get all upset when, you're, when your husband wants to go hang out with the guys, you're hurting your own marriage. They need to go around guys. They need to blow up something. They need to shoot something. They need to, you know, we, 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 we need to, sorry, Angela. So if your lady wants to shoot something, blow up something, see Angela. She's there, right? So um, I, I have seen these two ladies fire a few shotguns right there. So anyways. Um, pretty awesome. So uh, the back porch of their house looking all redneck. It was awesome. So <laughs> I love you. So anyways, it's um, sometimes guys just need to be around guys because we need to go, hey, man, I'm struggling with this. Uh, you know, if we if we like to admit or not, sometimes, y'all, y'all I, I, I'm kind of iffy on what I'm about to say, so just give me some grace. There's sometimes that, you, you know, there's things we can't tell our wives. Right? Right? I understand that. But sometimes when you tell your wife so, the outcome of it isn't healthy. Is that all right? Read between the lines. <laughs> can, I be, can I shoot straight with y'all? Can I shoot straight with y'all? You, you know, you know tell, tell your wife... Hey, babe, when we were walking through that store today, um, and, you know, that girl walked in. You know, I was, I was checking her out. I felt bad about it, but I was checking her out. How well is that going to go? Yeah, I mean, for real. It's like tie a rock to your leg and jump off a bridge. That's how good it's going to go. So, so sometimes a dude needs a dude to go, hey, man, I'm struggling, man. My heart's not real pure at the moment. As I already said, I don't care how old you get, right? We're red-blooded American men. Right? And God made, them, made ladies look good. Y'all should have said amen. I'm questioning y'all now, all right? All right. Sometimes, man, listen, sometimes women just need another woman. You know why? Because most of us guys do not connect well emotionally. We just don't, right? We, we hear a problem, and, and we don't do a good job of hearing it out because we want to fix it because that's the way God made us. Okay, and, and so sometimes a woman needs somebody that they can just pour their heart out to and they can hug and they can cry and do all that weird stuff that we don't do as men. And, uh, you, you know, they need those moments. Yes, and go shoot a gun, right? There you go. All right. Hey, man. Y'all with me? Y'all get anything out of this? Really simple. All right. So for accountability to work, we got to do these things. All right. Really simple. We need to do these things. Number one, we got to be responsible. And what I mean by this is it's not someone else's responsibility to change you. It's not. So often we put that false expectation on people. Man, if we have this kind of relationship, then you're going to change me. Only the Holy Ghost can change you. But you've got to get in agreement with him to be changed. Yes? So you've got to be willing to take ownership for the things that you need to take ownership for. Second one there is you need to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. I'm going to tell you what we're talking about today, these kind of relationships, they're not easy. And the devil will give you a thousand one ways to make excuses of why you should not do it. So true, right? Yes. Next one is this. For all this stuff to work, for accountability to work, you've got to be willing to open up. 
And, you know, and I think as men, we struggle with this, but we really shouldn't. Uh, But it takes vulnerability to share sensitive and personal information without the fear of being rejected. Because isn't that the reason we don't share so often? Because we're afraid somebody's going to reject us. We're afraid somebody's going to betray us. Uh, But once again, when it's a God relationship, uh, we don't have to fear those things. All right? The next thing is we've got to be open to change. And, And this is where I struggle personally. Because it's so easy for me when somebody brings something up, my natural response is get defensive. I hate that I'm that way, but that's my natural response. And I recognize that because it's, it's based in insecurities. Uh, but, but, man, we've got to do our best not to get defensive because the truth is here is we're not ever going to be the best version of ourselves if we're not open to transformation. Right. Yes? And the next thing is this, is we've got to be willing to take the time. We've got to be willing to take the time. I skipped one, didn't I? Yeah, willing to take the time. I'm like, man, I know it's in there somewhere. But let me stay on there, willing to take the time. This is where we got to um, developing a relationship like we're talking about. It's a slow process, right? So don't expect it to be from zero to 60 like that. It's going to take time. It's going to take time to get trust. But let me sit on that one right there for a minute, the the last one there, willing to listen and act upon it. The, The Bible says be slow to speak and quick to what? So often somebody brings up something to us and immediately we start opening our mouth and just and giving every excuse under the sun or, or we get defensive or we try to say that we already know that. If you already knew that, do something with it, right? Um, I'm talking to myself there. All right, so it, it's, a, it's that side of, man, sometimes it's, maybe even let me say it this way. See the right way I'm going to say this. It's like sometimes when you bring something up to somebody, you know, here, I'll give you an example, just pop my head. I remember one time my pastor sent me to deal with a person. I hated those things. You know, he tells me what he thinks, and then he sends me off to go do it, right? I'm like, oh, why don't you do it, right? And so anyways, I remember, here comes a guy, he pulls in the parking lot of the church, and there's my moment, right? And, and I have to, uh, to go and say, man, here's the deal. Boom, 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 boom. And automatically, you know what the guy did? Uh, because we had a relationship. He tried to throw up in my face what he thought was wrong with me. And the funny part is, and this isn't me deflecting, he had no clue what he was talking about. Everything he said was wrong. And he missed a moment for let God to do something in his life uh, because he, he just wanted to basically not take anything personally, didn't want to listen. He just wanted to give it back at everybody else. Y'all follow me? So, so and, and in that moment, here's why. Because he didn't want to look like he wasn't spiritual. Isn't that funny? In those moments, I don't have to prove to you how much I love Jesus. Either I love him or I don't. Right? Either I'm spiritually or I'm not. And, and so instead of getting all weirded out about it, just open your heart up and go, okay, man, talk to me. And here's what you do. You walk away and you go, Jesus, is there any truth in that? Right? And you take it up with him. Because here's what I've learned in life. Y'all listen. Typically when somebody has to come tell me something, it's because I wasn't listening somewhere else. All right? So typically when I walk away, and there's been times the Lord has said, nope, that's them. And there's been times the Lord said, oh, yeah, that's you. You know, it's like that whole thing. I I finally got you in a place you'll listen. All right? All right, here we go. Y'all good? All right, let me give you seven verses. I'm just going to... Burn through them, seven verses, but I want you to hear it in the context of accountability, all right? Stuff that we've been talking about. Here we go. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. All these are out of New Living Translation. 
It says this, as two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person fails, the other person uh, can reach out and help them. Reach out and help, sorry. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Get that. If someone is alone and they fall, they're in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together, Jen, this is talking about you and me, can't keep each other warm. It says, but how can one be warm alone? It says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Let me give you Galatians 6.1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly. Somebody say gently and humbly. Help them. Uh, help that person back into the right path. James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Proverbs 27.17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Hebrews 10.24 says, uh, Ten twenty-five. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. First Thessalonians five eleven says this: So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Last one, Proverbs twelve fifteen says: Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Think about all of that in the context of accountability. So you can see there, there, there's a part, once again, when I blow it, somebody's going to deal with me, right? But there's also the part somebody's cheering me on, right? you got to get that. We all need somebody in our corner. So let me kind of close here with a few verses, questions, and thoughts. Uh, I want to show you a verse, okay? Uh, Romans 12, 14 says this. It says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. We've talked about that a lot lately. But this is actually... What sparked me wanting to talk about all this, this question right here. Wouldn't it be better for us to learn how to be accountable to someone now, right now, here, to be accountable to a friend or to a group of friends uh, before we go there? Now, now listen, don't you think that it would be for our protection and our benefits if we learn to be accountable and listen to people and have healthy relationships now that we can maybe work through some things and when we step before God, we're better prepared? The answer is definitely yes on that one. Yeah? So let me give you another question here. Just This is for you to think about. Uh, who holds you accountable in your spiritual walk? Anybody? Listen, who do we allow... To have the right to speak openly and honestly into our lives. Is there, can we stop for a minute and think, man, is there anybody that I let just go, man, you can say whatever you want to say. And here's the difference. I'm not talking about somebody nagging you. Okay? I'm talking about somebody that you just, man, there's a mutual love. Man, you can say it. Right? And I know it's for my benefit. Let me maybe say this. My concern there is sometimes we as believers, we, we reach a point where we think that, we, man, that we've, we've reached the pinnacle. We're the stuff, right? And that we think we're above people. And then we think that we, get this, that now it's our job to tell everybody else stuff, but we can't listen ourselves. That's spiritual pride. Yeah? You know, all we have to do is if you've been saved a while, uh, you know, look at ministries in about the past 30 years that, that were really, really big and collapsed. The number one reason they collapsed is because they didn't have what we were talking about today. Yes? In Carolina, I worked for a pastor that was under a ministry. Uh, the church was 8,000 people, and they were worldwide, satellite worldwide, okay? And the thing crumbled 
to literally where the building, the church building itself is not even there anymore. Okay, why? Because the pastor lacked accountability. You know, follow me. All right, here we go. Who's your safe place? Is there anybody that you can go, man, here's my secrets and securities. Here's the person that sees the real me. And lastly, man, this is a good one. Who's our source of encouragement? Do we have a source of encouragement? Do we have someone that goes, man, you got this? Have y'all found Daniel chapter 6 yet? Y'all thought I forgot about it, didn't you? Daniel chapter 6. Y'all got it? Man, y'all don't even look. Here we go. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. It's my favorite verse on accountability in the entire Bible. Hopefully I'm not boring, y'all. Daniel chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 1. Give everybody time to flip through it. It's around there in the middle. <laughs> Starts with a D. Anyway, so... Um, When everybody thinks about Daniel, they automatically think about a guy that's, you know, tossed in there with the lions. And, you know, that's our story that we hear as kids. And, but I want to show you a different verse here today. If you're there, say, oh, yeah. It says this in verse 1. It says, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps. Satrap is basically just a government official. Okay. So here it is. Over the entire kingdom, he put 120 governing officials there. And then he did this. Uh, it says to be over the whole kingdom, and over these 120 people, he put three governors. Okay? Y'all get that? So we can just kind of look. Basic math, one guy had 40, another guy had 40, another guy had 40. Okay? And it says this. It says, and over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, it says that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Watch this. So when I read the Bible, it doesn't always work. I've told you this before. But typically I will read the Bible through the filter of this because God is the, Jesus is the king of kings. And then when I read, I say, man, is there, is there some kind of principle that I can learn uh, by, by looking at this king's life? And so when we look at Darius here, uh, look at him through the eyes of Jesus for a minute, okay? That here he is, that he set uh, basically a structure up of basically 120 leaders, but then three leaders over them, in which Daniel was one of them. But, but here's the whole heart. And if you don't catch the heart, then none of this is going to matter to you that we talked about today. But here's the heart of accountability. It says it right there. It says what? That the satraps might give account is account not the root word of accountability yes for all you english majors okay so account to them why why would god want us to be accountable so that the king of kings would suffer no loss y'all seeing that here's the bottom line gang when we are not the best version of ourselves the king suffers loss when we're running around uh unaccountable right just doing our thing, guess what? The king and the kingdom of God suffers loss. So the whole heart and the whole reason for us being connected with people, having healthy relationships, joining arms, joining hearts, and having countable relationships together, the whole reason is, is why? So that the kingdom of God wins out. Amen? Amen. To understand that it not only benefits you, but it's bigger than you, it reaches the whole doggone thing. Amen? All right, let me give you four practical things and we're done. They're going to take... Two minutes. Here we go. So what do we do now? Okay, if you're sitting here today, I hope in Jesus' name, somebody says, man, I need to make an adjustment in my life. Okay? 
So what do I do? How do I find that person? Okay, because once again, if God has knows we're going to go through it, surely he's provided a way. And that way is typically through a person or through a group of people. Okay, so here's the first thing we need to do. So simple is we need to pray and ask God to reveal who it is. And we're going to do that before we leave today. Okay, we need to pray and ask God, God, who is it? Who do you want me to be accountable to? Because I believe if it was his idea in the first place, then he's willing to show who the person is. Amen. So do yourself a favor. Everybody self, say, I'm doing myself a favor. Do myself. Don't, like, make your list of what you think they, who they are. Right? J- just go, God, who is it? And sometimes they come in packages that you wouldn't expect. Amen? Amen. All right, here we go. Second thing is, is you need to be patient. When you pray, you need to be patient. And, and, uh, and that's basically this, that they may not come immediately, okay? But watch this. But, but when God does reveal the person to you, sit on it. Test it for a minute, okay? And then don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone and go to him and say, Hey, hey, uh, hey Matt, uh, man, I've been praying. Is there any way you'd be willing to have this kind of relationship with me? It's really that simple, isn't it? Right? And, and, and just test the waters with the person, Right? Right? All right. Number three, here we go. Third thing is this, is just position yourself. Position yourself to find them. Get around people that you want to imitate. Right? It, once again, that's how a lot of times it happens with me, is I'll see someone at a distance. I go, man, there's something different. The touch of God. In fact, let me rewind on you. I'll give you actually how the first person was ever in my life like this, how it happened. I was sitting in church one day, 19-year-old punk little kid, 19, been saved a little over a year, sitting there, and there was this guy in the choir Okay, it was like God just highlighted the dude. Okay, I've been in the church for a year and and he wasn't there. And then basically I went away for the summer, went back home, came back for my second uh, second school year at that place. And here's this guy in the choir. I didn't know he lived in London for the previous year. Him and his him and his two kids at the time. Now he's got four. But God like highlighted this guy. And I and it was weird. It was like there was like a holy interest to get to know the guy. And, and so what happened was, is, is I remember we were doing a Christmas play, and I, and I ended up going up, and uh, I was sitting by the youth pastor, and he'd been on like, I don't know, like a 10-day fast or something like that. And this guy just walked up and said, hey, man, I feel like God told me to go buy you a juice. Because <laughs> he, was, he was like, man, I'm going to quit, right? I'm like, I'm done. I'm shot. And, and he kind of, you know, just kind of did that thing, a little God moment. And I went, hey, Benny, who's that? He goes, oh, that's John. Hey, man, I'm Quentin. <laughs> And then it was like I got invited to his house, like, I don't know, it was like uh, Thursday, then Friday, then Saturday. And I'm just this little punk kid hanging out with him, his wife, and his two kids. And Jesus blows the whole thing up, and he becomes one of the best relationships I ever had. Are you with me? But God, once again, so here we go. All right, so position yourself to get around people. Lastly, and we're done, is this, is, is you, need, you need to be one. You need to be a person that is willing to hold the other people accountable. Listen, there's a lot of awesome people in this place that got a lot of Jesus in them, and you're sitting on it doing nothing with it. Is that all right? And listen, and God has deposited so much in that well that's inside of you, not just for you to just sit back to be fat, dumb, and happy and enjoy it on your blessed assurance. All right? But for you to go, man, you, you know, listen, there's people around here that need me. Let me start connecting with them. Are, you, are y'all following me? And sometimes I think we think, uh, well, well, it's 
you know, if, if I've been this while, I need to find this younger person. Yeah, that's part of it. But, but, you know, there's people in the room that are 50 years old that are two years old in the Lord. With me? So they may, not, they, may, they may look mature, but they're really not mature in all this side. Throw an arm around them. Right? There's a reason I say amen. Listen about each other lunch. It's about each other house. Because you're never going to get to know any of that until you sit, spend a little face-to-face time with them. Like right now you're staring at me in the back of a whole bunch of people's heads. Okay? Get some face-to-face time with one another. Amen? All right. You all stand on your feet. Hopefully that helps somebody today. Can I pray for you? Yes. Told you it was super practical. How does it help your marriage? How does it help your parenting? How does it help you in relationships? How does it help you at work? Because when somebody's accountable to you, it makes you better in all those areas. Amen? Amen. Thanks for hanging in there with me. If you don't mind, if you're comfortable with it, uh, lift your hands. If not, you don't have to worry about it. Just open your heart. Here's what we're going to pray. We're just going to ask that, that God uh, will show us who it is or who maybe uh, it may even be more than one person. We're just going to ask him to show us, and then we're going to give a little pause and just wait to see if he reveals something, and then we'll pray and we'll close. You all right with that? Thank you, Lord. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you today that, um, God, just accountability is your idea. God, genuine, authentic relationships is your idea. And so, Lord, uh, we're just praying at this moment, God, that you would just begin to uh, speak to us, begin to reveal to our hearts, God, who the people are in our lives that, that have a whole lot of Jesus and a whole lot of all those things we talked about that you want us to connect with on a deeper way. And so, Lord, we just, we just pause and just give you a moment to speak to us. Father, we ask, God, in the name of Jesus, that um, if you speak to us now, if you speak to us later, Lord, we just ask, God, in that time period, God, you'd help us get out of our comfort zone. You'd help us to have courage to just go uh, begin to uh, connect with them relationally in a deeper way. However you want to start it off, uh, God, we give you permission to start it off. But, God, we pray today that just in this room you begin to put that holy interest in us, God, for, for the relationships that you desire for us to have. God, those accountable relationships. God, those relationships that were really built for our safety and our protection. And so, Jesus, thank you for moving in our hearts. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading and guiding us into what uh, we need to step into for the next season of our life. Lord, I'm just asking for uh, relational shifts, God, in this congregation. God, that literally that we would go from John to Jesus uh, in that relational way. So, Father, we just bless you and honor you today. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, today, before you leave, listen, I want to encourage you, as I do occasionally, don't be afraid to ask people if they want to go have lunch, come over to the house and hang out. Uh, man, don't be afraid of each other, right? I, can I shoot straight with you? I tend to, not, I tend to do that anyways. But, um, I, you know, I'm pretty blown away. By how many people here say, man, you know, I don't, I don't know that many people at the church. Y'all, we're not that big. 
You know, it's not, it's not like it's not like we rolled up in here, uh, you know, a few thousand deep, right? You know, don't be afraid to walk from over there to over there. Don't be afraid to connect with people and go, hey, man, let, let's hang out. And every relationship may not be one you're going to go on vacation with, all right? Uh, but, but it may be somebody that's good to have dinner with occasionally. Is that okay to do that? Just kind of break that down, man, and just go, Jesus, we want a community that looks like heaven. Amen? Amen? Amen. So listen, I think the only thing I got, if you are visiting with us today, we're really glad you're here. Uh, we think we're pretty awesome. We think you're awesome. So if you don't mind, there's a, uh, a card that's there in the seat pocket near you. It's green, greenish, yellow looking. If you don't mind, uh, just kind of fill that out. Drop it in the, in the box in the back. If you have prayer requests, the same thing. That's a little blue card. If you'd like to give, there's a box in the back. We sure do appreciate your giving. You guys are rocking that area. Thank you for being such generous people. And also, if you uh, are interested in the women's conference that we have coming up, it, that's if you're a woman, uh, you, you know, see Miss Cheryl, wave your hand, Miss Cheryl. Uh, she will give you details about that. That's coming up November the 16th through the 18th, but we need to know everybody by now. Now. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming today.